Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I get to talk to Dr. Darian Pollard, the president of Nevada State College. Oops, I mean Nevada State University. She's going to tell us why the name change, what it means for students, and why it's Nevada State's mission to offer affordable higher education to everyone in Las Vegas. It's Tuesday, August 21st. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Dr. Darian, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. How are you? Thank you so much, Ms. Vogue. I am delighted to be here. I think this is a tremendous opportunity for me to talk about what I believe to be one of the most relevant higher educational institutions in the country. So here I am looking forward to being a part of today's podcast. Yes. Well, Nevada State College, and I don't know if everybody knows, but it's located. You got to keep going into Henderson. <laughs> you, <laughs> you All keep the going. way on the end. Well, and, and here's the thing that's interesting about this. So I moved here from D.C. And uh-huh. what I find to be so interesting, people tell me that it's so far away. And yes. I get into this debate. They're like, it's way out there. And I'm like, OK, but let me tell you all something. I said, I can get most places in the valley everywhere in 30 minutes. Yes. You know, so if it that's nothing compared to being in D.C. where it took me. 45 minutes to hour to get to work. So it's all about perspective, but it is on the southern end of Henderson. And as we have now uh, officially changed our name, it's going yes. to be a quite, uh, I think, more people coming to us. So we're going to burn the highways uh, to get folks down to us. Yes. And so the name, I mean, the name change is going to be from Nevada State College to Nevada State University. And I know that's more than a name change. So how does this this change benefit the students, the faculty, and the staff? So I think there are a couple of things that become interesting to me about this. One is that uh, the literature is awfully very compelling on this. It speaks to the fact that students who have a credential from an institution that went from college to university typically see an increase in their lifetime income because we know how folks are. When they see the Mm -hmm. word college, they think one thing, and particularly on this side of the country and where we live, they think of two-year institutions. I say that as someone who is a proud president of a couple for over 20 years. I understand the value proposition of community colleges. What I would also offer to you, though, which I think is pretty important, is that renaming to university has a second impact. Not only does it affect the economic interests of the students, it also affects the long-term enrollment gains that an institution can see. So we're seeing anywhere from 5 to 7% enrollment increase typically happens in the first two years. As we know that Nevada State University is situated in a community that is rapidly growing, Yeah, um, that education is necessary for the future, we get to be a part of the changing narrative of this region. Yeah. And I think the, the dot I see beside it is really in the same way somebody gets to put Esquire at the end of their name. It's about the prestige. But there's a hierarchy in higher ed that also says, okay, you went to a college, that's nice, same way there's Ivy League colleges, there's certain universities. Yes. I went to San Diego State. So people were yes. like, oh, you know, it's a state college. And yes. but it's also, but it's San Diego State University. So I had to put the, exactly. I had to put the U on it. <laughs> so people understand the punctuation. <laughs> 
Well, and as you point out, which I think is an important point, is that we are a state college. And the fact that we call ourselves university suggests that we are a part of a set of peers that have, is very important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love your commentary here about prestige. And, and, and let's be quite honest. Higher education wasn't designed for people that look like us. Uh, In fact, it was designed in a lot of ways to intentionally keep us out. I look at my student body. uh, 70% of them are first-generation college students. 70% of them are also students of color. So let's be very real and honest about the fact that we want to provide uh, the, the most realistic representation of the credential they have. In this part of the country, we're not a small liberal arts institution mm-hmm. that's on the East Coast, right, that has a long and storied tradition as it relates to higher education. We are in a state that only has seven institutions of higher education, four community colleges, two R1s, and one state college. We also have the exceptional DRI, which is about research. All of that being said, we are still crafting and charting a new path for higher education in this state. Mm -hmm. So we need a name that helps make that distinction in a way that tells people your degree and credential matters come here because this is an important thing to do. Yes. And you mentioned that about the students. So I'm curious, like, what have the students said about the change? What have the alumni said? Are they excited? I have to tell you, they're the ones who did it. We had a long study that had been done to look at what business leaders said, high school counselors, high school students, our current students, all of them, they all said, we want a name that represents what we do. We do undergraduate and graduate education at Nevada State. We have residence halls. We're in the midst of a rapidly growing agenda around access and delivery. Here's the thing that got me, though. Our student body president, she was a nursing student that she was preparing to graduate. And you know what she said to me? She said she came in one day from, you know, biweekly meeting. And I said, what's going on, Laurel? She said, I am mad. And I said, what's wrong? She was fired up, I could tell. And I said, what's going on? She said, I just got back. Uh, She went to a neighboring state for a job interview. And she said, do you know I spent the first 20 minutes of my interview talking to them about the fact that I was indeed earning a bachelor's of science degree in nursing. They thought that I was earning an associate's degree in nursing because I was graduating from Nevada State College and not Nevada State University. So I'm going to tell you your point about who was the most vocal, who talked about what is most impactful about this were our alumni. They recognize that in the market spaces that they're in, the word university meant something, and they were oftentimes having to validate their credential because folk didn't get their heads around the fact that, yes, a four-year institution offers undergraduate and graduate education, and they call themselves college. Mm, not when there's a lovely little thing called Google. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> deep dislike. <laughs> right, 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 right. And speaking of things I dislike, I also, you know, I was looking, we were, the team was doing research and we saw that the change didn't happen overnight and it wasn't without some pushback that, that Insheed, so the Nevada State Higher Education, their acting chancellor, Dale Erkiaga, you know, challenged the name change. When I think about universities and what's, what's all the criteria, it's also about research and academic publishing. And so is that something we're going to see from Nevada State University that, that, increase to really back up that university title. Yeah, we have faculty who are already doing research. They are contributing in significant ways to uh, the production of scholarship. But this goes back to that 
idea that I said mission. And in higher education, there are many different ways of thinking about what university means, but it goes back to the Carnegie classifications. So we look at our University of Nevada at Las Vegas, University of Nevada at Reno. Those are what we call R1 universities. Their primary mission is to produce more scholarship in such a way to lead toward the doctoral degree, primarily around research-based initiatives. So that is their mission. They are in one of what people call the upper echelons of what they call the AAU universities. Powerful. And the faculty have a greater obligation around research. They are supposed to have a greater obligation around grants. That's their mission as an institution. But here's, here's a dirty secret. We can have other missions as well. So okay. you have a mission like the state college whose mission is not uh, primarily around research. Our faculty, they come to our institution because they want to teach. Hmm. So we will be one of the nation's best teaching universities because we are going to have we have faculty who say, I don't want to be caught up in the publish and perish grind that you see at a R one AAU institution. I want to be to, I want to give them that clarification too is Please. that when we say publish and perish, it's that the that the professors have a certain amount of publications they have to get done. So you've got to do the research, you have to put these papers out, they have to be accepted in published places. Or else, you know, you don't get those promotions or your job security as a professor. So Publisher Parish is the culture. So... I love Nevada State College. So we just have to acknowledge I have a very deep bias. I have worked there multiple times to be a presenter. I've collaborated yes. with the staff. I've written a whole poem for Nevada State College. Yay. I have a lot of love for it. But the things that I loved when I came in, I interviewed staff and faculty and students in multiple departments and said, what do you love about this place? And it was that I had students come up to me and say that they were doing their capstone project and their advisor Somebody else in the art department, somebody else in the English department, multiple professors showed up to their capstone presentations, that the place felt like family, that yes. a, a lot of people in leadership are women. And so communication yes. is very different at Nevada State than it is at a lot of different places um, that are higher ed. But as you grow, I have a fear, you know, what happens to that culture? So what are y'all going to do to maintain kind of that that really loving family, close-knit culture that I feel like you can only get from a small college. Yeah, I think two things that come immediately to mind. One is to really double down on the things that we do exceptionally well. Uh, our work around student success is one of them. So looking at how are we paying attention to what happens in our classrooms, what feedback are we receiving for our students to look at those benchmarks that we know help students succeed orienting them, advising them when they go to our academic support centers, where we have uh, those celebratory moments that mark milestones in their academic career. All of those things are best practices that we want to preserve. Uh, we also know we have distinctive programming that's essential. Uh, we know that 75% of our students, give or take, are first-generation college students, excuse me, 55%. That's a significant thing for us to think about. Many of us are unhigher-edited. 
So we have to think about when someone <laughs> shows up in our space, how we continue to make sure that we meet them where they are. And probably the last thing related to this is that we constantly implement efforts around organizational development to protect that. So I have uh, several folks within the institution from our HR office, which we are in the midst of redesigning. So it's less transactional and more transformational for employees, Mm. as well as a whole area that we have that's about culture, planning, and policy, making sure that we protect culture, we plan for that culture, and we align policy to protect that culture. Ooh, that's a plan. I like it. Hey. <laughs> so as you're shifting into university status, will tuition increase after the name change? No, this is great. I Thank you for asking. I should have led with that. So there is no change in student tuition. There is what? no change in faculty credentials for the role. There is no change in anything. Literally, and this is, goes back to when we had our conversations before the Board of Regents and others that you referenced earlier. This is literally a name change. It changes nothing. Our accreditor recognizes this. They've approved it. The state does that. It is literally a name change. So tuition Mm. stays the same. Faculty credentials to move into work stays the same. Student admissions requirements stay the same. It is literally a name change. Wow. So really, it's we've been doing the work, so you should just call me by my my real name. (laughs) Yeah, and that, and th- I'm sure there's a book out there, Call Me By My Name. Cause, you, know. you know. Matter of fact, maybe what I need to say is quit calling me out of my name. Well, and that's what it is. We are, we are a university. We have been functioning this way for years. Just because it took us a little bit longer to catch up to the lexicon that's used within most of higher education, that, shame on us. Hmm. So when I think about the Vegas community, I'm wondering what advice you would give someone who wants to change career paths and is considering going back to school. Because I think about, I have family who work in casinos. I met somebody the other day who has been working in a casino for years. She's in her 40s and she's like, I'm ready for a change. But she works those really grueling hours. And, and also, we also know that college isn't for everyone. So what advice would you give someone who's thinking, I want to make a change and I want to figure out if higher ed, if furthering my education really would make a difference. So I had the most interesting interaction with a student, maybe in my first semester here, I was talking with a group of our students in the education program, and there was a more mature woman in the program. She had three children, I think three sons, two were high school students, one was an eighth grade or something like that. And she was enrolled in our education program, becoming a middle school teacher, and was graduating that year. And I said to her, I said, tell me, what was your pathway to Nevada State, and why did you choose to go into education? Here's here's the answer. She said, I was doing mid-management on the strip at a casino, she said, and when it shut down, I was sent home. And she said, at that point, I made a decision. I never wanted to be in a position again where someone told me that I was inconsequential or I was not essential. Hmm. So as a result of that, I chose to come back and get a, a credential and a career where I always knew my value and worth. I'm going to tell you what, that landed on me hard when she said that, because I thought that is the type of thing that we want working adults. Where are the needs that are in the workforce? What are your interest, skills, and background? And think about how you can align that. Work with career counselors. We have some career counselors at our institution that are phenomenal. Our academic advisors can talk with you about, okay, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Let's go down this pathway of exploration. Because quite frankly, a lot of folks never had permission to or ability Hmm. to explore that. They kind of thought, 
Because the thing I heard from the moment I got here is graduate from high school and go get a job on the strip. That's great for a lot of people. If they want to do that, that can do it. But here's the thing that I say, you can make a living. But the question I would ask them, you want to have choices. You want to be able to say, I want to do that. And not to say because I have to do it, because that's the, the, the cottage industry of my community, not because that is the only thing that's available. If you want to make that choice and do it and understand all the beautiful parts that come with it and all the stress that comes, that's fine. The part that I resent is when we say that a higher education is not needed anymore. College isn't necessary. I get a little little worked up when I hear that because in the back of my mind, are they saying that to the kids in Summerlin as well as the kids in North Las Vegas? Mm. Are they saying that to the kids in Henderson as well as to the kids who are living on the West side? I, I, I want us to have that conversation as a community that we should be having deliberate conversations about how do we ensure the economic vitality of our community? And that doesn't come We're not saying, oh, some kids can go to college and some can't. If they don't want to, if they want to pursue other pathways, so be it. Very few jobs, though, of the knowledge economy would not require some college. Doesn't mean it has to be a baccalaureate degree, a doctorate or a master's degree. I'm talking about a certificate. I'm talking about an associate's degree, a baccalaureate degree. Everybody ain't going to be a doctor or a lawyer. That's okay. What I do want you to do is to have options about you so that you can start talking about generational wealth. That's what I want to talk about, generational wealth. That was the bar, man. Uh, So what is the next big thing coming for Nevada State University? Mm, I think there are probably three things that are top of mind for me right now. One, as you described, um, we are going to be celebrating uh, this. And one of the things that has been a part of this renaming has been a whole conversation around athletics, because athletics are important. Athletics yeah. are a way of, of, of their access to higher education for a lot of people. They build community and, and school spirit. And the 80% of our graduates in Nevada State stay local. So they want to be able to see their institution represented as well. So we have some students and alumni who've really been talking with me about bringing athletics. So we're going to be doing some assessments this year to figure out if and how we could bring athletics to Nevada State in a way that complements what our peers are doing. Uh, not that it's in competition. How do we do that thoughtfully? That's I think that's the area that I specialize in doing. The second thing that we are working on deliberately is building out our campus. Uh, we have approximately 250 acres of land that we're going to be moving into some public-private partnerships around. So that's exciting to see. We need more facilities. And if there's a way to put our need with, with four facilities and combine that with some economic development uh, opportunities, I think that could be quite exciting. And then the third thing, which I think is typical of all institutions, uh, we're continuing to celebrate student success. We had over a thousand students graduate last year. So we're expecting more large classes. How do we continue to add value to their experience when they come here? So we have our first and fierce program, which is launching this year. We had a donor come to us and say, I believe that Nevada State is the next best thing in higher education in the state. I want to give you some money for it. And I said, you know what? Let's do this. And Mm -hmm. I'm quite excited about where we are right now. So those are three things. And going to something you said, Vogue, August 30th, 5.30 p.m., please join us on our campus. We are going to be celebrating the renaming. And I promise you some fireworks as well. 
Okay, look, in the middle of the desert. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, Dr. Pollard, thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas. Congratulations on this new shift because it means something different for your career too and for the faculty, the staff, the students. I'm so excited. Congratulations. Thank Thank you for being on CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you. Hey, don't forget, CityCast Las Vegas is giving away two pairs of tickets to Life is Beautiful 2023. But you got to enter by September 8th so you can get you and a friend in to see musical acts like Kendrick Lamar and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. You want to enter? Go to lasvegas.citycast.fm forward slash L-I-B or just go to social media at CityCast Vegas and hit the link in the bio. Good luck. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and give us five stars wherever you listen to this episode. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. High pitch, like I read oops, how I think oops, like oops. (laughs) 